0: Welcome to Story Story Night, where you hear true stories on a theme recorded live on stage and without notes. I'm your host, Jody Eichelberger. On this podcast, we put everything out on the table. The periodic table. It's the slam from our flagship season, Brave the Elements, held on April 30th, 2019 at Jump, our all-ages venue in downtown Boise. During the slam, we randomly drew names and we had a real gas with their stories inspired by the theme, Helium. Plus, Lita Harris-Newstetter, J. Todd Dunnigan, and Ted McClurg premiered a new mini-musical based on a slam from earlier this season by Tom Semenk. Get into your element. It's story time. Bonnie Davis Erickson.
1: So, my mom. Yeah, so my mom from birth till current is probably the most supportive. uh, You can do everything. You can be everything uh, mom that ever existed. And I see a little bit of jealousy on your faces. Maybe your mom wasn't that way, but don't be jealous because there's a downside to this that you guys are not thinking about right now. Uh, So having a mom like that can lead to some interesting childhood decisions. And this is where this story um, comes into play. So I think it was between my junior and senior year of high school, I got a letter in the mail from Miss T.E.E.N. Yes, the Miss Teen pageant, and instilled with my mother's belief in me that I can do anything I ever wanted to do and apparently I wanted to be in a pageant, Um, I went ahead and signed up for this. And I believed so strongly, apparently, that I would win the pageant that it seemed unnecessary at the time to even put it in my calendar when the pageant would be. And so when the weekend of the pageant rolled around, I was found on Friday night babysitting and my mom called me thank God she had I just thought about this there was no cell phone she must have had the people's phone number just aged myself there Uh, so she called frantic that this was the weekend of the pageant and I needed to get down there and so she came and babysat the kids for me and I raced back to the house had lots of packing to do Um, I need to get some outfits together I remembered something about needing something red white and blue for the group dance. You know, there's always a group dance in these pageants. And uh, I also remember that I had thought vaguely about uh, doing like a prop for my talent, which will come into play later. And so I ran across the street and I got a white park bench from my neighbor's backyard, threw that in my truck, and headed off to the Red Lion. You guys remember the Red Lion? Yes. And so I get there and they had already practiced the group dance. But i'm not scared because i have this in the bag my mother told me that i will win anything that that i try so they had already learned the group dance i'm okay i got my red white and blue outfit and we get assigned our rooms and i'm in a room with i don't know three other girls and they were very kind and showed me some of the moves for the dance and i figured that that's okay, while we're up on stage I can kind of just watch what they're doing and that's exactly what I did. I just watched what they were doing on stage um, and just kind of followed along. Uh, Saturday morning rolled around and we, of course, had the interviews with the judges. And I don't even want to talk about how that went. But uh, so we had the interviews with the judges and then came Saturday evening the actual time of the pageant so the audience is full much like it is tonight and my mom and dad are out there my mom is just like "Mm," you know she's just waiting to see what i'm gonna win and (laughs) and uh, i had packed some beautiful prom dresses that you know i had in my closet so i was good to go and uh i should mention right now that I had played the piano for 11 years, and I was actually very, very good. And in fact, I had just done, I think it was called the Gildan Editions, where you had to memorize several different classical pieces. Every year you had another classical piece you had to memorize. I had them memorized to perfection, you guys. And I had just gone, so they were fresh. Uh, You would think that I played the piano for my talent. No, no, that's not what happened. So at the time, 99 Red Balloons was really popular. And I decided that I would lip sync for my talent. Yeah, (laughs) because that's a talent. Um, But I had a really cute dress, had a really cute dress. And uh, so we're standing in line behind the stage, we're all lined up for our talent at the actual pageant, and the girl in front of me is going to dance. And so she's kind of warming up and practicing her dance moves, and I'm checking out some of these, they look pretty good. I seriously, I wish I was joking. I seriously asked her how to do a few of them because I totally planned to incorporate them in my dance. Because uh, I was also gonna dance while I was lip syncing. So I didn't really have choreography or really the song memorized (laughs) at all. And so, but I had props. So when it came my turn, the white park bench was placed. There were, of course, red balloons, much like these smaller, but a bunch of them because it's 99 red balloons. And then um, one of them was strategically placed loose from the others, and that'll come into play next. And uh, for some reason I decided that I would have a uh, what is it called a trench coat on over my super cute dress and during this dance that I was making up as I was going along I decided to take it off so I can imagine this probably looked like a strip tease of some sort and but I'm just dancing around my super cute little dress and then at the end of my talent what I had planned was to take that loose balloon. Do you see the helium reference there? Uh, I was t- to take the loose balloon, grab it off the bench, and then just let it float away at the end. Really dramatic like that. Uh, but what happened is it got tangled up with the HVAC. Um, things were stirring around. And I don't, know, I don't know how long I struggled with that balloon. I'm afraid it was very, very long. Um, and uh, couldn't get the balloon untangled, so I just pretend. I just pretend that I have a balloon, just trusting the audience that they're gonna know what that's supposed to be. Yeah. So, but still, I'm gonna win, because I'm super cute and my mom said So, um, and my mom's clapping the whole time, so I know I'm good. Um, So at the end, and I have a picture to prove this, there were 11 girls all dressed in their beautiful finery on the stage, and they were giving out trophies for various things. There were 11 girls and 10 trophies. <laughs> I, think you, I think you see what happened there. Uh, to this day, my mom has absolutely no idea what went wrong there. So.
0: Come on up, Steve.
2: Yeah, my name's C uh, Bushai, and uh, it's been a while since I've been here, and I told some stories years back. And I can't remember if I told this story before or not. If I did, I apologize. But um, um, it's about a story about a guy who wishes he had helium in his pants. And uh, his name was Al Pring. And I'm gonna start off by telling you the characters in this story. It happened in Seven Hills, uh, Ohio. And uh, there were two of Seven Hills' finest police force officers, Butch and Ali. And uh, there was Wayne, who was a crazy wild guy with his girlfriend, uh, me and my girlfriend, Jackie. And then we had Al, who was the skinniest guy you ever saw and the horniest guy you ever saw. And he could never get a girlfriend. So we fixed Al up with Daria, who was Wayne's girlfriend's sister, and she was the biggest tease of anybody you ever saw. I remember one time we were in junior high school, and a bunch of us guys were standing around, and Daria comes up and says, hi guys, how you doing? I just want to let you know I'm not wearing any panties today. And then she'd walk off. (laughs) Um, So there's Al and Daria together in the back seat. And Wayne was pretty wild, and uh, we're all sitting there. We decided uh, to go to a place where it was really dark. There was a new housing development, that the houses weren't done yet, and it was totally dark. And so we were parking there, and Wayne pulls out a condom. And I hope this is okay for the family. (laughs) But and he blew it up like a balloon and let it go and it goes Z-Z-Z-Z, and out the window and we all laughed it was funny and then uh al and Darry were in the back seat and Dari was saying oh well you're really turning me on why don't you undo your belt <laughs> well, I don't yeah, undoes his belt and she says, oh al you're really turning me on why don't you unzip your pants <laughs> and so he unzips his pants so meanwhile, unknown to us, Butch and Ali were behind us in the cop car, and uh, they're sneaking up on us. And all of a sudden, right, all at once, they turn on their flashing light, their siren, and their spotlights all at once, and we just froze. <laughs> and they come up to the w- window, you know, with their flashlights and everything. And say, "What are you guys doing here? You know, you're not supposed to be here." And we said, "Well, we don't know. We're just kind of killing time here, you know." And uh, so they said, well, you know, you can't park here anymore. So I want to see you get out of here. So we were going to get ready to get out of there when all of a sudden they looked around on the ground and they saw the condom. <laughs> and so they picked it up and he says, well, what's this? And we go, I don't know. <laughs> And he said, all right, get out of the car. And so first Wayne gets out of the car with his girlfriend, Cookie. I get out of the car with Jackie. Dari gets out of the car. And then Al gets out of the car, and as soon as he gets out of the car, his pants fall down. And that's when Al wished he had some helium.
0: Here comes Arlene.
3: Hi there. My name is Arlene Hull. And um, my daughter, Megan, is right back there with her cell phone videoing this. She said, Mommy, you should do this. And I thought, she goes, do you know any stories about helium? And I thought, how many stories do I know about helium? Well, I can start with this one. Um, I'm a survivor of domestic abuse. (laughs) And In our home, I was a single mom, even when I was married to the terrible man. Um, And I did everything I could to make my children laugh. And sometimes I would inhale helium. (laughs) Let's see if I can do this. I am the mayor of Munchkinland. (laughs) I didn't quite get enough of it, but you get the drift. Um, I would inhale helium balloons and I would watch my kids laugh. They didn't laugh a lot some days, so it was a way I could really make my kids laugh. Um, One time I was doing this in the front room, my kids were, they were just dying laughing and I kept breathing it in and breathing it in well, what happens to the red blood cell if, if you don't get enough oxygen on that red blood cell, if helium takes the place of oxygen? So my kids were laughing. My kids were laughing. All of a sudden, I hit the deck. And I hear kind of floating in my head, mommy, mommy. And I get up, and right near the, the front room is, is a mirror and my lips are purple. And I realized, oh, I didn't get enough oxygen. I have a master's degree in exercise physiology. <laughs> and it took me to breathe helium to know that I wasn't getting enough oxygen. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is my kids have had every excuse not to do well. They had every excuse not to finish school, not to do their best because we lived in a pretty rough situation at times. And I want to recognize my daughter. She just finished a master's degree in nursing. Woo! She's um, soon to take a nurse practitioner job at the VA. Um, I want to recognize my son who uh, got a master's degree in engineering. Um, and he decided he didn't want to have a boring job like his mom in front of three video screens all day, so he decided to join the Peace Corps. And um, uh, he's serving in Zanzibar, uh, teaching at, uh, in a little village. My daughter and I will get to meet him there uh, in May. So um, just a little heads up if you think that you're not getting enough oxygen. You just never know where your kids might take you. Thank you.
0: It's Alex Bruce, who has a gold or a yellow balloon.
4: Uh, hi, my name is Alex Bruce, and my pronouns are they, them, theirs. Um, so, I. I actually wanted to talk about that a little bit because helium, its uh, its chemical uh, na- er, its chemical abbreviation is He, and I had this, and it was the spring of 2018, and I was I had just cut my hair off, and it was really, and it was really freeing, and it was really amazing, and I was going all, through all of these exciting times, uh, in my life. I had a girlfriend, and it was great. And it was just crazy. I was like 15 and I had no idea what was going on. <sighs> so in the, in the spring of 2018, I was, th- I was struggling with this concept of he and she and these terms that have this weight to all of us and have this meaning that's so deeply ingrained in what we think we know and I was looking for something that could describe what I was feeling and I was so afraid and alone. And helium is a noble gas. Its outer shell is full. It doesn't feel like it needs anyone and it doesn't need anything to feel complete. But I was trying to figure this out on my own and I was afraid. It was really scary because life is hard and even though things were going great, I was terrified because I was this thing that I didn't know what it was and it wasn't comfortable to be me or the me that I'd always known, which was scary. So in the fall of 2018, I was, uh, I was uh, forced to make a choice and this choice seems quite small now Um, but I was forced to make a choice about band and I had to choose whether or not I wanted to wear a tuxedo or a gown for our performances and I didn't, and I wanted to wear a tuxedo because that has less of a connotation of this female, this thing that I was trying to distance myself from because I thought that that could make me happy and it could in some ways but I wasn't going to, and I didn't want to tell my parents because I don't know if any of you have had to do this, but coming out is really hard. And I had already come out as gay to my parents by saying, hey, I'm dating a girl, which was crazy. So I had to, I had to talk about this with my parents, and I was in the in my parents' bedroom folding laundry with my mom, and we were talking about the coming year. I had started high school, and that was crazy. <laughs> but, but we were talking, and she said, I want you to wear a gown because you're going to be so beautiful. And I didn't have the words, because I was afraid. And I was afraid to let something into my outer shell like helium. But I started crying. And it was terrible. (sighs) I cried. And I didn't know how to say that I was feeling these things and these emotions that I didn't know how to put into words, but I had done some research through the help of this amazing tool called the Internet. (laughs) Which is a place where I found people like me, and I didn't have that before. So that was how I discovered myself, in a way. But I realized that I was still afraid because I couldn't let anyone in like helium. But a fun fact about helium, helium can bond with itself. It's, called, it's an isotope called helium-2, and it's one of the um, things that we're ca- possibly looking at for space travel for a um, fuel source, which is crazy. And I was talking to my mom, and I was just sobbing. And I wanted so badly to tell her, to let her in. But it was hard, so hard. But you don't have to face those kinds of challenges alone. And that's why I just, I, we talked. And that was the best sort of talk, heart to heart, that I've ever had with my parents. And I let them in. And in that way, we formed this new thing that's so powerful and this new bond. And that is helium, too.
0: I'm gonna leave you now to enjoy the mini-musical by Lita and Friends.
5: This story is about three types of fun. It all takes place in the high mountains where the oxygen is a little bit thinner and that may inform some of the decisions that were made. Ya, 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 My wife went, I went out, backpacking and climbing last summer in the Whid River Mountains by the Tetons. And our first day was amazing, bang, kaboom. The longest stream through a lush forest past alpine lakes to a magical campsite underneath the most beautiful mountains in the world. Like Haystack and Steeple Peak, ain't we having some fun now? Some fun now? Ain't we having some fun now? Yes, ma'am, we're having some fun now.
1: Oh boy! (laughs) Oh, what fun!
5: It is the helium show, you know. I couldn't resist. was type one fun, which is fun in the moment. You're laughing, you're smiling, you're having a great time. As we settled to go to bed, there was a little cluster of headlamps in the dark, way up high on one of the peaks, working their way slowly down. And whoever that was, was at the end of a long day and probably not having type one fun. (coughs) The next morning, we started our climbing off easy on the east ridge of Haystack Peak, which was a short route well within our abilities. And it had the notable aspect of if it's windy anywhere in the world, it's windy there. And it was also on the north, so it was shady and very cold and windy. The whole time, we were shivering and freezing, and the climbing was good but we were glad to get off onto the other side into the sun and descend down into our camp about midday. After that, we were worn out, but we decided that East Temple Peak looks good and it's just a hike to the top, so we went for it. A lot of elevation over loose and jagged rocks. I turn my ankle and I scrape my leg. And there's prickly things in my socks. But we gotta keep on going. And that view just fuels our hearts. We were tired and sore and hungry. But we made it back just after dark. And I look back on that day, and it was time to fun. At the time, I was kinda miserable, but that end, it was awesome. Type, type two fun, type two fun. Two fun. <laughs> type two fun. Type two fun. Type two fun It's not really fun in the moment, but when you look back, you do it again.
0: Yeah, let's do it again. Yeah. Let's do it let's again. Do it again. Let's do it
5: again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. all the pain and the struggle, let's do it again. Let's do it
0: again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. While the
2: pain and the struggle, let's do it again. Let's do it again.
5: That night, there was another little cluster of headlamps working their way down, way up high on another peak. And again, they were probably not having type one fun. Hopefully it was at least type two. Day three, we decided to go for the third peak in the basin, which is steeple. And it's longer and more challenging and we assumed it would be a full day, so we set up early. Fortunately, we made it to the summit before dark. but just barely. As we started to get near the top, we quickly realized that we were gonna be that next cluster of headlamps, working our way down in the dark. And getting off of steeple peak is not easy. You can't just walk down. You have to start by rappelling, lowering yourself on ropes, in the dark. And that's how we spent about the first three hours of our descent. Stressful and we were tired. It was a long day. We stayed safe and made it down to the second part, which is a long slope. It's a rocky descent. You trudge down and eventually trudge all the way around the lake and get back to camp. We made it between one and two in the morning. Fortunately, As we collapsed into bed, there were no other little clusters of headlamps making their way down. And as I reflect on that day, it was definitely not type one fun, where it was fun in the moment. And it wasn't type two fun because I would not choose to do it again. But it was type three fun because I really enjoyed telling you guys about it. Some fun now. Hey, we having some fun now. Some fun now. Oh, boy. We are having, having some, some fun, fun now. now. Some fun now. Type one. Hey, we having some fun now. Type two. We are having some fun now. Type three. Hey, hey we, we having, having some fun now. Fun now.
0: Thank you for listening. Story Story Night receives support from the Boise Arts and History Department and is funded in part by the Idaho Commission on the Arts and the National Endowment for the Arts. Thank you to our media sponsor, Radio Boise, our season sponsor, Pettit Realty Group, and the Helium Show sponsor, Moody Wheeland. Podcast production is by Stephen Baldessari. Our theme song was composed by Dan Costello, and our musical guests were Lita harris Neustetter, J. Todd Dunnigan, and Ted McClurg. Support this story program, get tickets to our live show, and stay tuned at www.storystorynight.org or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Story Story Night. If you would like to see our storytellers, check out our YouTube channel at Story Story Boise. You can also donate by phone. Text flagship to 41444. Thanks for being a part of our story.